This is Government Gone Digital. I'm Dana Birchman, Chief Digital Officer here in Gilbert, Arizona, and I'm here today with our two digital journalists, Jessica Bautista and Liz Rowe, and our digital guru, Derek Konofowski. Ciao. Yes. <laughs> so this is a really fun topic and kind of one that I thought we were going to title this one Making Magic because we were talking about the questions we get a lot of times when it comes to video, you know, how we do certain things either in the editing process or the shooting process. And so we've had other episodes where we've talked about tips related to tech and video, but I thought it'd be really cool to talk about, well, actually you thought it would be really cool. This was all Jessica's idea, this one, um, to talk about the special effects and tricks because she's the one and Liz and Derek, you guys are the ones that are actually doing this day to day in your jobs and share some of the secrets about what really goes on behind the scenes to make magic. This is a secret telling episode. Yeah. And a lot of it, you made the point when you brought up the idea of the episode was thinking outside the box. And so I thought that was a great point to make um, about just thinking about doing things differently, which we're always doing here, but especially when it comes to livening up your video, I think. Well, we should mention too, a lot of these were born out of necessity. So we we try to find creative (laughs) um, outlets and creative ways to go about thinking outside the box and showing visuals in our, in our videos. And so we can, uh, let's touch on our backgrounds a little bit. So I'm a former news reporter, a TV news reporter. And so that's my background, uh, broadcast journalism primarily. Um, you know, and so we're trained in a, in a specific way to, you know, shoot, write and edit stories. Um, a lot of them short turnaround, short pieces, things like that. Um, Liz, you did journalism school, cinematography, uh, but neither of us were trained as special mm-hmm. effects artists. Mm-hmm or graphic design artists or anything like that that you would see in a big movie, you know, things exploding, uh, cartoons, animation, things like that. Those are whole different jobs. These are specific jobs, we should note. These are specific jobs, specific even Mm -hmm. majors in college. These are specific, specific things. In the industry. Absolutely. I'm a web developer. Yeah, (laughs) I was going to say, let's talk about it. He just does everything. I went to school for art and design and ended up as a web developer. Yeah. So. These are very specialized, specialized skills. Yeah. yeah. So I, th- I think what um, a lot of the, these tips and tricks and secrets are about are about us looking at something, wanting to do it. And then, you know, what, what a journalism degree does get you is a whole lot of resourcefulness. And yeah. so figuring out, you know, back backwards, some Absolutely. of the time, reverse engineering, how do I do that? How do I make mine look the same? Or, you know, how do I put something that's in my mind on the TV. Um, and so one of the ways that we do that a lot is with our graphics. And like you said, we got a lot of comments on the graphics for this year's state of state of the town last year's as well. And, um, and we, and here's one of our big secrets. We use videohive.net for templates. And so there's this, you know, um, website that's a huge resource. Uh, you can purchase templates and graphic design. So this would be in the program After Effects that we use. They have templates that go with different kinds of software programs. Um, and you can look at the individual templates, purchase one of them. I think the average is probably like $25 for a template. And, the, and it, when I say a template, it gets you like, um, it, it could be a minute and a half long slideshow or, you know, a, a, a two minute package that includes the the lower third graphics, which are the names that pop up underneath people or things like that. So there's these different visual elements that you see. 
And then from there, we look at how, you know, so I'll open it up in the software, look at how it was made by the freelance developer who posted it there and kind of reverse engineer, tweak it to match our branding, um, play with it to do different things, uh, you know, 3D animate different things, overlay it on the video, just kind of trial and error a lot of the time to get it to do what we want, um, to get it to look like the way that we want to look. So at the end of the day, it doesn't look anything like the original template, um, but it's but it's finally what was in my head, you know, is on screen. It gives you a starting ground, yes. I think, is where it really, the templates are really helpful. So for us, we don't have that we, we background. We built in, them from scratch. Right, mm-hmm. we don't have that background in graphic design, and you really need that to build something from scratch, or you have to have a lot of experience with graphic design. And so for us, it gives you a starting point, a place to jump off from and work from. Yeah, I think, too, one of the things that is really important is, like, template, for whatever reason, when I hear that, and I think some people might agree with me. Template is like a dirty word right. because, you know, it's like, oh, well, somebody, you didn't do that. Somebody else did that, you know? And I think that where the magic happens with the mm-hmm. templates is that resourcefulness is being able to look at a template and maybe use it in a way that it wasn't necessarily intended or do something creative with that template. You know, like you can't just type in choose your own adventure into one of these websites like we did for the state of the town and boom you know everything's already done for you it's finding the the different pieces and combining them in a way that makes that makes the magic happen you know like that that makes what is in your head pop up without having to do all that background work and all that Mm -hmm. and a lot of that leads back to really knowing your theme knowing Mm -hmm. the style that you're going for and really having that ingrained in what you're looking for when you go to look for the templates. Yeah. And we actually sat down as a team when we were looking at um, some of these different elements and discussed, what do we want? What is the book going to look like? Uh, Right. Because it was a choose your own adventure theme based after the choose your own adventure books from the eighties. So it was, we wanted some, we knew the simple look that we wanted it to feel and we tried out different. And some of them were felt very like fairy tale, very Harry Potter-ish and pirate. (laughs) Pirate. Yeah. (laughs) Our template actually included in the background of it, like a knife and a compass and like this pirate map. Yeah. (laughs) You took it out. We we took all that out. Mm -hmm. We took um, actual still photos of the so so we're, what we're talking about right now is the state of the town the digital state of the town templates that we use for those graphics in the beginning of that video and um if you haven't already it's at gilbertazy.gov slash state of the town but you'll see in the introduction um uh, a little girl mayor's daughter kate walks in and grabs an actual prop book and sits down on the floor opens it up and it becomes this graphic and um, you know, it turns into pieces of the video. Well, we took still photos of the floor she sat down on in real life so that we could import that into the graphics program and make that our real background. Things like that, you know, to get it to to look really consistent um, and really to bring kind of your vision to life. Yeah, we've done the same thing too, uh, or similar thing on uh, some of the Spark videos. Uh, there's some promos or packages that you put together that have like, you know, an app being used. Why would why would you take the time to recreate that when there's hundreds of templates out there mm-hmm. of people swiping of fingers? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's just you know a finger swiping or tapping on the screen, and you can move where the you know like the time that you would have spent on that is 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 way way longer than what it would take, and the, the end result is going to be so similar, nobody's even going to notice mm-hmm. the difference. And with instructional videos like that, going through an app or introducing a new program, perhaps mm-hmm. internally, those videos, those templates are so valuable. Talk about some of our best friends when it comes to learning something. 
um, YouTube tutorials, I think is yes, one of the, the greatest resources anybody doing anything can use, you, you know, um, I love lynda.com. And that's yeah. the other one. I was going to let, I was going to let Liz it cause oh. she that's loves my it so site. much. <laughs> lynda.com. Lynda. I'm always referencing lynda.com. It is, if you need to know how to do anything with video, setting up a new camera, setting up any, any type of camera, any type of program, yep. everything is on lynda.com. I have, I have a membership to it and you can just go Me in, too. type in the topic and boom, you have the instructional because I'm a, I'm a visual learner too. Mm -hmm. So you go in there and there's tutorials. There's a person on the screen walking you through how to do what it is you're trying to learn. Yeah, I, I think it's great too because even, you know, from my web development days, they have web development tutorials on there. They have video tutorials. They have audio editing tutorials. That, I mean, any kind of like creative or computer-based profession has somebody that's an expert in the topic on there teaching you how to do that stuff. And again, we, a lot of the times we get into the, even the creation of the podcast itself, it, yep. we'd never done a podcast before. Um, you know, we were getting into something, we were getting into some programs that we'd never really used in depth. And so having those resources and, and just knowing what questions to ask, or again, born out of necessity, you know, the first podcast we recorded in an echoey room, there was this echoey background. So Derek, you went in and, you know, how do you remove echo yeah. from the sound? Linda.com. And right? I think this is such a, to look at the big picture, such a great conversation to have because thinking about government and, and a lot of people that want to get into video and they think, well, I can't do that. Or, you know, oh, it's really complicated. And it's probably why I get the question, especially with our state of the town, what production company do you use? <laughs> and I love this because this shows you don't have to be a professional graphic designer. I mean, believe me, if you really are in the industry, you're totally right. You're going to hire somebody that's going to literally come in and just build your graphics. You're going to hire someone yeah. that that's all they do. And here, you know, we need to be versatile. As Derek said, he's a web developer. He can operate the drone. He's certified by the FAA. He runs our mobile app development. <laughs> he implements our new 311 system. I mean, really, he can do it all. And I think it's really important because a lot of government entities, I think they have these like really large communications departments and people that only specialize in one thing. And I cannot emphasize enough. I have, you know, six, there's six people and plus me, so seven now, but we all are very versatile and we can do a lot of things. And this is really a great way to show it doesn't take a lot of money. It's not like you have to have, well, they must, if they have graphics like that, I mean, they must have spent a fortune to be able to teach themselves or did they take classes and who did they pay to build their graphics? And I know sometimes, we think last year we had a Lego theme and we had, you know, a, a lot of, you know, very animated graphics that kind of built as they went. And a lot of people were commenting about, and yeah, it was, can be time consuming mm -hmm. to teach yourself these things or to play with it and kind of learn as you go. But I can't emphasize enough. Like you said, there's tools and tips and tricks out there, resources that you can go to, to help to make your life easier. And to figure out how to become, you know, an, an expert at, you know, developing some really impressive graphics when, like you said, this is not your background. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, it doesn't have to even be, um, what we've been talking about this one particular site, but there's, uh, there's a, a few other free resources out there for people who, you know, don't even have a video background. Um, our economic development department just started using video.co. Um, it's, it's, I think it's like a, a Chrome plugin. Um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong later in editing, <laughs> but, um, so, so these and are, if I'm right, just leave it in. Yeah, just leave that I'm in with right. all of this. Right. Roll, roll with this. 
<laughs> you might so, want to say video with a W. Like, say video, it. yes. It is video with a W. That's right. I'm not yeah. mispronouncing the word video. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but oh. this is a site where you can go and you can look at all their, their templates and you can plug in photos, uh, put in text, and it makes like really cute social videos, 30 seconds to a minute long. Um, they've been using it for tourism. They've been using it for uh, the Discover Gilbert Facebook page, um, some promos. other stuff. That's, yeah, promos, things like that. Um, and, you know, our social media um, specialist has been using it and not necessarily needing a video background or extensive video training. So uh, video.com and then uh, Animoto is another one that we've used that's very similar. And I think that plays into the idea that we talk about that everything doesn't have to be a video. Mm -hmm. So sometimes using the Animoto or video is the better way to go if you're trying to do maybe a short promo to get, we have like a concerts in the park coming up and Mm -hmm. we, you know, have a short video going out for that. And sometimes it doesn't need to be this highly produced. Right. You just need text over pictures. Exactly. That looks flashy and cool. And interactive. And that's really what these templates do for you. Yeah. And you know what? I, th- I want to bring another point because I know Dana has talked about this in the past too, about like the people that work in government and, you know, the the people that we were used to. I think one of the best things about our team is the ability for, or maybe not ability, but our willingness to try new things like that Absolutely. and to yes. fail, to, to have something that just doesn't work the way that we want it to and that is not you know, the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Just, we like, like to talk about our greatest things ever. Yeah. But yeah they're, they're, this is, I mean, trial and error really is what it is. Yeah. It's, it's almost like the opposite of the, the Facebook mentality where mm-hmm. like Facebook, you see everybody's greatest hits on there and you think everybody's lives are awesome, but you don't mm-hmm. see like the bad stuff. It's kind of like we talk about all the successes that we have, but there's so many times where we try something, you know, even with the, uh, you were talking about those book graphics. Yeah. We've tried so many of those mm-hmm. that it was like, ah, that doesn't really, that's mm-hmm. not what we wanted. It wasn't what we had mind so we we try something different or, or, or mess around with it and I think for uh you know if somebody's listening from a, from government trying to get a similar thing going or trying to set that stuff up like you have to be able to fail you have to be able to try different things especially with technology there's so many different ways to do all the stuff that we're talking about that the only way you're going to be successful at it is if you know you know half of half of the magic of what we do is just knowing what exists out there that we can then appropriate for what we're trying to do. One of my favorite podcasts is How I Built This on NPR. And I was just listening to the Instagram founders and they were talking about what's the best thing that happened to you. And they said that we failed. They Their yeah. first idea, they had a half million dollars from investors and they it didn't work. And they luckily had only spent like $5,000 on it. <laughs> and so they had 495000 in the bank and decided to go on a vacation before they kind of got back at it and figured out what their next idea was going to be. And one of the founders was like walking on the beach with um, his wife. And and she's like, you know, it really bothers me. Like I wouldn't put photos on your app because I don't take good photos. And he goes, what do you mean? She goes, well, my photos don't look good. I need like to put them in something else and like put a filter on them. And he goes, oh, (laughs) like if exact and that's where the idea for lo-fi he went X home he awesome. X pro that's exactly what happened he went home he, they were in Mexico and he like went back to the little place he said he went to a taco stand and took a photo and started and built the filter and that's how it all kind of came through and so I think that that's really important and making a great point about you have to fail or try or be willing to put yourself out there and try something so if you haven't kind of stepped in this world of video because you don't think you have the right people or the fanciest equipment or you know I think it's a great point to make that you kind of have to get 
yourself into it and give it a shot. What you're giving me that look. Well, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love this quote. It's from Thomas Edison. He said, "I haven't failed. I've just found ten thousand ways that don't work." <laughs> I and love I that. love that because like yeah. that's the whole th- you know nobody gets it right on their yeah. first time and then is super successful and makes something amazing. One and- saying that always has stuck with me is the saying: "It's very short, adapt or die." And mm-hmm. I think about it all mm-hmm. the time because you really need to be able to adapt to different circumstances. New technology is coming out all the time. And so utilizing these tools, these tutorials are really a way to stay on top of everything, to adapt and really um, try try new things and really put yourself out there. It's a great line for government too. I mean, really, yes. if you're out there listening, like mm-hmm. it is so true, like adapt, adapt or die, you know, and, and I run into this a lot because, you know, we've always done it that way. It's just the way we've always that is done my, it. And, uh, that is like one of my pet peeves when people say I've always done it that way, especially if, like from a tech background just because of the fact that things change so fast okay well if you've always done it that way it's going to change next week so be prepared to not do it the way that it always has been done adapt or die well and animoto you guys mentioned and i think we had an amazing experience when we were rolling out we had some major changes to our healthcare provider and our insurance and we could not figure out a way to make this relatable to our employees and you know Jess, you had discovered Animoto and, and Powtoons. Oh, yes. Powtoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar website. And with was Powtoons and came up with a way to do to use a cartoon to show the difference between the choices, like how it would affect. So, you know, meet Ralph. He's a, you know, PC tech and, you know, he's has diabetes. And now if he chooses this health plan, it will mean X, Y, and Z. It's not some like fancy schmancy video. It it looks great, um, but it's basically a cartoon that you can animate and you can go into and customize Mm -hmm. and use to show you can put music behind it. You can voice it and use voiceover. And so this has been a great tool for us. And then now our HR department has this video that they can go out and show. And when new employees come and they're choosing between healthcare plans, you know, they can show them this great video and this tool. And so again, another way um, if you want to yeah, talk a I little thought, bit about I how, just, you know, they wanted a video that showed something completely intangible. Um, and you know, how do you do that? Well, you have to kind of create something out of thin air. And I thought, wow, I, I want to make a cartoon, but I'm not good at drawing right. or Animating. a cartoonist Animating. or right. anything, you know, so <laughs> right. how do I do that without actually doing it? Um, and that's, yeah, that's where I, you know, I had heard about powtoons.com either. I think it was from an e-blast from a, from a conference and I checked it out and it was part of a list of different ways, you know, sites that you could do, um, simple videos for free. And I, I, again, thought outside of the box, okay, it allows me to do these whiteboard com, you know, right. A lot of numbers and, and math. Like and, yeah. Um, let me make it a little more interesting, you know, and I exported it out of the site and put it in our video editor and tweaked it a little bit more and it became a full-blown cartoon. And then I later used that site along with um, some just simple PNG files from our Parks and Rec department to promote their um, uh, Gilbert Day's 5K run. They had a tortoise in the hair theme. So I took their tortoise, their cartoon tortoise and their cartoon hair from their t-shirt and I put it in the Palatoons program and I animated them to race each other as, as they promoted the race itself. So um, it's something that you know, it's just a fun tool that you can take. You taught yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's easy. A lot of these things are user-friendly. They're really intuitive. And, you know, if you just take it an extra step or think, you know, how can I take this and make the tortoise and the hare race each other throughout (laughs) the cartoon? You know, you can figure it out and, and make something really cool. 
Yeah, I keep going back to this thought of like, what what would other people do in that situation? Like they have this healthcare plan thing that they have to explain in a way that's digestible or whatever. I'm just seeing like nightmares of PowerPoints. 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 And, so, many, you know, yeah. so many PowerPoints. And yes. press releases and stuff. And like going, you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Who wants to read that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But to kind of circle back to the topic of like the ma- the magic, like that's where the magic is. It's, it's being able to recognize that like, hey, maybe there's a cartoon. Let's figure out a way to do this so that it's digestible because I just think people are kind of like set in the ways that a government is supposed to mm-hmm. do things. And ultimately, government is to serve the citizens. If a PowerPoint is not the most effective way to deliver that information, the magic is figuring out a way that will. Absolutely. Uh, some of my other favorite secrets that I want to share are born out of... Uh, the idea of, you know, we don't have a million dollars to spend on everything or anything. So, uh, you kind of look at, you look at the way something is shot or you look at, uh, the way something works and, you know, on screen or from a film that you've seen and you think, I want to do that. How do I fake it? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, do it without actually having that equipment. And before, uh, before drones were really popular, um, we wanted a jib shot or a drone type shot at the end of one of our state of the town a videos, very dramatic a very dramatic <laughs> aerial rising. shot that rose slowly over Gilbert Road and we thought okay what do we have around that just sounds tall... perfect for a drone I'm just right. saying I know <laughs> and now it's hard to we believe then we didn't know how, what to do or how to do that yeah yeah so yeah. we used a ladder truck from the fire department mm-hmm. <laughs> as a jib <laughs> they were awesome and you know they they um, came out and helped us kind of set up the shot and we just rose the ladder up we got the same same type of shot that we get today with our drone uh, back in a time when that wasn't even possible. So and without renting a jib. Exactly. <laughs> um, another thing that I, you know, like to look at are, you know, there's online forums, there's, uh, there are communities that support each other and, and industry forums and things like that, that you can look at obviously for everything, um, where you can just get ideas. Uh, and one of the things, and also through your friends, and in my case, my husband's also a videographer. So one of the things that we've actually used uh, are kind of these hacks you hear about, um, just people hacking different materials to make something new. And one of the things that that he found and shared with us that we've actually used in a couple videos uh, is the IKEA timer hack, which uh, if any videographers are listening and they haven't heard of it, there is an egg timer from IKEA that has a flat surface on the top and the bottom, and it rotates in such a way that if you mount a GoPro to the top and you put it in time-lapse mode, you will get a 360-degree time-lapse in about 10 minutes. So we've done that. You know, we saw it online, thought, that's really cool. You know, and my husband saw it online and told me about it. And so we took it in the middle of Gilbert Road and we did a 360-degree time-lapse with tools that we had around that, you know, are are not expensive and, and right. you don't have to put much thought into it. Even Reminds with an iPhone. Me- yeah, yeah. K- Casey Neistat, if anyone watches his videos, he's always, oh, he's yeah. like the king of hacking and figuring out different creative ways to do video. He's based in New York and he has YouTube tutorials and he is always coming up with new creative ways to produce videos. So definitely check him out too. Mm-hmm. And music. We have to talk about music because yes. so much magic, I believe, is in the music. I came up through MTV and was used to cutting to music. It's all about the music, but we could never afford to pay the big bucks, even though it was MTV. When we want songs that and sound even like here, songs. Yeah. <laughs> songs that sound like, sound like, sound like, like songs. Song. Yeah. Can we sing it ourselves? <laughs> yeah. And so finding music. We need a voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> we, used, we just used Derek for... Uh, 
a voiceover <laughs> for a superhero run promo. Yeah. Wherein he sounds like the guy who Batman. you gotta do it. He sounds yeah, like he Batman. sounds kinda like Batman. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's so voice. no, but it's true. Like those are other little things, you know, that you can do. I mean, music does so much to drive a video and you might think, I, I do actually get a lot of questions about where do you get your music from? So we do subscribe to a music library annually. The same one that I think everybody does. Cause every time I turn on the TV and I hear a commercial, I'm like, <gasps> that's the song from the that's state of the town music. open. Or that's the song from for sure. Yeah, well, I we, think music is always a huge question when it comes to video production, as far as where you get your music. I feel like anytime I go to any type of workshops, it's always a huge question that's asked. Where do you get your music? How do you get your music and dealing with rights? So we deal with a company that's amazing. Killer Killer tracks. Tracks. And they're, they're easily searchable and in the way that we just spoke about finding songs that sound like songs. So for the state of the town, for example, we were going with a, with a choose your own adventure, 80s kind of theme. And Stranger Things has come out in the last year and it has that kind of suspenseful 80s cool vibe that we were looking for. And Killer Tracks had a Stranger Things soundtrack on there. So there were 13 songs on there that were like very similar mm-hmm. to Stranger Things. And so it gave us a lot to choose from in there. And then even searching for like the Justin Timberlake song. Yeah, we had a segment with uh, uh, highlighting a Justin Timberlake video that we did to um, his song Can't Stop the Feeling. And uh, that was part of the digital state of the town. And we thought, well, it really needs something that sounds like that underneath it. But we don't have the rights to that song. Um, and, and we were able to get one right away off of the site and it, and it was sounded, really close. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty close. You know, you could really tell. And, and what mattered was, you know, the people in the video were dancing and it fit exactly. I mean, it was just a perfect fit. And one of the stranger things songs was actually what we used for kind of this theme song of the state of the town, mm-hmm. the one you hear in the beginning and the end. That's a good point too, about just the, the way that the video felt, uh, I've seen, uh, I don't remember exactly what the website is, but I'm sure you can find it if you do a Google search, but they take the same scene from a movie and they play different songs mm-hmm. over it and they show kind of how it changes the mood or the feeling of the video and stuff like that. Like if you knew how many, how many songs are, are, are auditioned for Derek like some knows. of the videos. Yeah. I mean, he's I, been like, in the room when we've I been hear playing all this. these songs. Like, <laughs> yes. There's, it, there's so sound. much thought. Yeah. yeah. Sound there's sound. so Natural much sound. thought mm-hmm. and just testing and trying that goes into this. It's like that that can make or break a video. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, Dana's right. Music is everything. Have you ever watched a scary movie with no music on or yeah. no sound on? It's yeah. not the same experience. Without the music, you lose everything. Absolutely. I just watched E.T. with my girls for the first time. I have two young daughters and we watched it last weekend and I hadn't watched it in a long time. Still one of the best movies ever. (laughs) But the final scene, the music is just, and you know, I've seen it a dozen times more than that probably, but gets you every time and it's the music and the shots of the you know the close up of the kid's face and then the you know the spaceship taking off and across the sky and you're just like it ends and you're like oh Steven Spielberg I love you even you mentioning it look at like all of us lighting up and we know Mm -hmm. we can hear it yeah Yeah. we can hear the song you just mentioning that scene we hear the song we see the scene so and I think it's wonderful too because I mean we're talking about government videos versus something like Steven Spielberg made but but that that music cue immediately makes you remember all the little details of that makes you think of it so in context of like if you want somebody to remember something that you put in a video or if you want something to remember something that you're showing put some music that they'll remember like make it very very thoughtful and purposeful and you'll get you'll get what you want out of it 
And that's a good point that's when you magic. talk about Spielberg and government, right? Because a lot of people have that idea of government video being so stiff and, you know, kind of like the, all the public service announcements that you see and the idea behind boring. these, these secrets. Boring. Yeah, 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 boring. I, I was going to add, it has Talking to be, you heads. think boring yeah. is the first thing you think. <laughs> Low budget, you know. Cheesy. Cardboard sets, things like that. But um, but what really kind of drives us is looking at those movies, you know, the, the filmmakers and, and movies that we like and TV shows that we like and getting inspired from there and then thinking, you know, how do I how do I do that with my resources? Which is funny because I think that if you talk to most people about like how they feel about government and stuff like that, you might get people that think that it's like a waste of money to even put that kind of thought or whatever into a video. But when you look at the effectiveness of a video that has that those kinds of things and has those kinds of cues way more effective than the video that you immediately think oh boring right yeah. and I don't want to pay attention to this if you're going to spend the time and spend the resources why not do it right and yeah. do it in a way that people will interact with and that they'll remember yeah which is a bigger waste of money a video that was slightly more expensive but that everybody watched or a video that took five seconds was super cheap and nobody watched exactly. or I maybe, would say number two is a bigger waste of money maybe it's even less expensive with all our egg yeah, timer yeah, hats yeah. and everything <laughs> It doesn't, it doesn't have to equate to money. Having an amazing video doesn't equal having a, a huge budget. Yeah, you can do so it on the low on you the can, low budget. You can do it absolutely on the it's low budget. It's got to be creative. Yep, and that's really what it comes down to. Fire truck hack. <laughs> yes, exactly. Awesome. This was fun. And thank you all for listening. Be sure to engage with us on social media. And if you have questions or comments for us, use the hashtag GovGoneDigital. Also, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes and let us know what you think about this podcast. We'll see you soon from Gilbert, Arizona on Government Gone Digital. Gone Digital.